Hey everybody, Steven here from Media by Times. Today we're going to be talking about direct response TV. Uh, consumers still spend half of their media time with TV, which is amazing considering all the headlines out there touting TV's decline. But people still spend over four hours per day watching traditional TV. It's a hugely popular media and uh, it's very high quality environment. It is great for advertisers. And when you look at the CPMs and some of the pricing, it's relatively inexpensive for really broad reach. You know, online media is great uh, in terms of its targeting capabilities, but TV is equally as great, if not more so, uh, because of its reach capabilities. So it really helps to fill the top of the marketing funnel in an efficient and effective way. <clears throat> so today we're going to be talking about direct response TV. There's a lot of interest out there about how do you utilize TV uh, in, a, in an ROI fashion. Uh, because it has kind of a reputation for being really expensive and difficult to track. So we're going to address some of that today. All right, so thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we're going to be talking about direct response TV. Uh, let's start off talking about, you know, how, how do direct response performance advertisers utilize TV without breaking the bank? Uh, you know, it, it's supposed to be a really expensive media. It's hard to track. It's for brand advertisers. These are some of the uh, misconceptions about television. But uh, in terms of direct response, uh, it's, a, it's a much different ballgame. So the TV market is estimated to be around $70 billion a year. And direct response as uh, a, a very small slice of that pie accounts for about 5% of the overall advertising spend. So it's not huge, but for those 5% uh, that are spending on direct response TV, it's a, it's a very important and very large piece of their media mix. So, so what is DRTV? It's basically, in terms of media, it's basically remnant airtime uh, that is sold on local broadcast affiliates, local cable, uh, national cable, satellite providers like DirecTV and Dish Network, and uh, fiber optic TV platforms as well. <clears throat> it drives actions such as visiting a website or calling a number to transact. You know, most of the TV advertising that you see out there just promotes a brand or a story. Um, you know, a personality, it tries to generate associations between a brand and some sort of emotion. Uh, direct response TV is not necessarily that. It's driving an action. You know, visit today, buy today, uh, give us a call to find out more. These are the types of messages that, that you'll see uh, in direct response. So who uses direct response TV? <clears throat> Products like things like Slapchop, uh, Ninja, Coffee Bar, OxyClean. And by the way, if the audience has not bought a Ninja Coffee Bar yet, do yourselves a favor and go out and get one. Uh, it is one of the best purchases I've ever made, and I'm very proud of it still. Uh, in addition to products, we also have online brands like Overstock.com, Zulily.com, uh, Priceline.com, gaming companies like Machine Zone and their title, Mobile Strike, which is very big right now. Uh, Supercell with Clash of Clans. 
then you also have promotional campaigns for bigger brands uh, and then bigger brands in general are starting to use direct response you know like geico macy's some of those uh, big brick and mortar e-commerce or uh, stores are going to e-commerce now uh, i have a lot of experience uh, in my background in the agency world working with online brands and um and gaming companies <clears throat> tv was hugely productive for us really helps to fill the top of the funnel and when you're buying it the direct response way you're not paying so much uh, so it's a it's a really great tool and i've seen it firsthand do amazing things for online businesses so when you look at that five percent of the market that's direct response uh how, how would that compare to the other 95 percent uh so like we mentioned you know big finance automotive consumer packaged goods uh, these are going to be the types of categories that are spending the bulk of TV dollars. And the bulk of TV dollars are really spent in prime. Uh, that's when you know viewers tune in after work, they kick their feet up, uh, they're engaged in very high-quality programming. So that programming is very expensive because people tune in in large numbers uh, and they're attentive. So you won't see a ton of direct response advertisers in, in that type of... Uh, environment just because it's so expensive but in addition to the expense uh, viewers don't really disengage from the programming in order to go visit a website or call so it's twofold uh, kind of a no-go for direct response advertisers it's too expensive and it's not very responsive um, but in terms of the general uh, market for tv which is what we would call uh, the the other side of the coin there's direct response and then there's general uh, these deals are done in the upfront marketplace. So before the, the TV year begins, all the big brands and their agencies negotiate with media companies to try to get the best possible CPM and the best possible placement and all the you know, upcoming popular primetime shows. And that accounts for probably half of the TV market, if not 60, 70%. And then we have anywhere from 20 to 30% that is sold on a quarterly and monthly basis in what's called the scatter market. So basically everybody comes to the table, uh, they know they want to spend a lot of money in TV, they want to get their best deals, so they're basically hedging against price increases uh, later on in the year if the economy improves and things like that. That's called the upfront. And then for those that don't want to commit upfront, maybe they think pricing will decrease if the economy is in decline, uh, or, or the media space is uh, you know, suffering from CPM declines, maybe they can get a better deal if they wait. So that's called a scatter market. And then after that, you have the direct response market where you're booking you know, week to week, month to month, uh, and all that. But the, but the upfront and scatter marketplace are typically negotiated on CPM. So they're always looking at audience delivery. Uh, they're looking for media companies to post the audience that they guaranteed, uh, you know, up to like 90% of what are they, whatever they guaranteed. Uh, it's, it's somewhat of a set it and forget it approach. So this is our schedule. We're going to let it run. We're not going to make any changes and we'll look at the audience that was delivered afterwards. If it meets what we were guaranteed, then we're all good. We shake hands, we high five. If not, then, uh, the media companies might have to offer what's called a make good schedule. So they'll have to deliver the audience that they guaranteed after the schedule had ended. Uh, you know, agencies and advertisers look at reach and frequency goals with these types of campaigns. Uh, it's a traditional approach. Uh, they're really looking to drive awareness for their products and brands, not necessarily looking at the impact that TV has on you know, other channels like digital and search and direct typing and things like that. 
So with uh, general buying, um, yeah, it's it's it makes sense for advertisers that can't necessarily track how their consumers are interacting with them online and things like that. But for advertisers that can, that are pure play e-commerce sites, or even for brick and mortar uh, uh, retailers that have an online presence, direct response TV can be a hugely important uh, segment of their media mix. And if they don't have it as part of their media mix, then you will definitely see that in the years to come because any major retailer is talking about increasing their presence in e-commerce and trying to take share from you know sites like Amazon. Uh, so in terms of how a direct response is bought and sold, we talked about the general market and the DR market. Uh, in regard to national cable TV, uh, all of the big network groups like Viacom, Fox, NBC Universal, they have a general sales department where they negotiate CPMs and audience delivery with you know, big brands and advertisers. But then they also have a direct response uh, sales department that uh, works with DRTV media agencies. And these agencies don't necessarily negotiate CPMs like the, like the general sales department would. They're negotiating unit costs. So I would go to, say, MTV, and I'm not looking for you know, a $25 CPM against my demo over the course of the next quarter. I might say, I want to get a daytime unit for $1,000. Okay, so you're basically bidding on spot prices. And it's very simple. The higher your price, the higher uh, amount of clearance you can count on, and the lower the price, uh, the lower amount of clearance you can count on. And so you have to be very in tune with what's going on in the marketplace. Uh, where is demand shaking out? Uh, if you're clearing too much, you should reduce your costs. If you're clearing too little, you should increase, especially if you rely on that uh, network to deliver on a certain KPI. Uh, so agencies that negotiate on a direct response basis with the cable network groups are in constant communication, and it's uh, it, it's a very intensive process. Not not too dissimilar from you know auction-based uh, bidding in online platforms like AdWords or or Facebook. Uh, so when you're placing a, a national DRTV schedule with with cable companies, for instance, uh, the schedules are typically placed as broad rotators. On, on the network. So you're not necessarily saying, I want this program at this time and this ad break uh, at this CPM. You're saying, I want a daytime rotator and I'm going to pay this much. I'm going to place this many units over the course of the week and we'll see how that clears before making adjustments the following week. Uh, so you're always looking at results and making adjustments as necessary to not only the unit cost, but you can perhaps take that daytime rotator and condense it just to you know, the, the late morning time period or the early afternoon if you're not pulling in any response in the first half or last half. So you can make those adjustments to improve results with your schedule. Um, you, know, you could typically utilize a, a mix of medium and small networks to start with a campaign uh, because the unit costs are gonna be so much lower and you can kind of mitigate your risk. Bigger networks are bigger because they have higher uh, engagement with their programming, so they're less responsive. And when you're tracking it on a purely immediate ROI standpoint, uh, they can look really inefficient. So you may not include those until you, uh, you know, graduate to more of a brand response type of campaign. And that's what a lot of DR TV advertisers do. They start with small to medium networks, relatively low budgets per week, uh, and then they kind of establish viability for television before moving on to 
uh, you know, bigger and better things where they're not only looking at the immediate uh, response driven after a spot airs, you know, within the next few minutes, within the next few hours, within the next few days, but also looking at the macro impact on their business. Uh, you know, in our in our next podcast, we'll be talking about TV attribution, uh, where uh, we'll look at you know how do DRTV agencies and advertisers measure TV's effectiveness. Uh, but to make it quick and to the point, you're basically tracking uh, spikes in traffic to the website and subsequent transactions from those users after spot airings. Uh, but in addition to tracking that way. Uh, it's really important to look at a top-down macro level. When TV is present, what happens to all your other channels? You know, are we just seeing a lift to direct and organic and paid search, or are we seeing improvement in you know our likes on Facebook? Are we seeing improvement in conversion rates on all of our uh, affiliate partners? Uh, these are things that you can expect to see from the presence of TV. So it's got this you know rising tide lifts all boats type of uh, effect on marketing channels. So I, I hope that this has been uh, informative for you. Direct Response TV is a tremendously effective and efficient way to uh, leverage what is still the most powerful traditional media in TV. Like I said at the beginning, uh, consumers spend over half their time with TV. When you look at their overall time spent with media, TV still takes the lion's share. People come home from work and they watch a ton of it. And if they don't work, if they're stay-at-home moms, they watch a ton of it during the day. Uh, so it's, it's a tremendous media if you're looking to reach really any target. Uh, millennials even spend uh, most of their time with TV, even though it has you know, shrunk in recent years. Uh, it's still a huge piece of their media consumption uh, pie chart. So I definitely encourage uh, you to tune into our next podcast when we will talk about attribution. And uh, if you have any questions or uh, you know, want to provide some feedback, feel free to email me at steven at pickconsulting.com. That's S-T-E-P-H-E-N at pickconsulting.com. And you can also learn more on our website at mediabytimes.com. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.